Welcome to the PBO Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. Your host here, E. Vandervliet, with his trusted canine sidekick, Woody, where we bring you the news raw, unfiltered, and with no chaser. And welcome to another episode of the PBO Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. E. Vandervliet here. Of course, of course, I've got my trusted canine co-host with me, Woody. Woody's here all the time. Woody, how you doing, buddy? Woof. Hey, with that wolf, Woody says, let's get to the show. All right, in this segment, we're going to talk about the COVID scare. It's back. Oh, the media wants to scare you into, I don't know, what do they want to scare us into? Oh, submission. They want us to wear masks. They want us, they're getting ready for the lockdown. That's what they're wanting to do. So let's talk about COVID. We're going to talk about media manipulation as well, too, and how they want you to buy into their narrative. You're not going to believe this video I've got for you. It's just, I mean, it's just proof that they're all colluding together to feed you the same narrative. But anyway, COVID-19, I notice in the news right now, the media is wanting to scare you. I saw a report from John King, who I thought did a great job, by the way, with the election results. I mean, I really, he was my go-to guy. I liked his analysis. Uh, I liked how he presented it. I mean, I, I give John King a lot of props, but I saw him at his board the other day. He does have a big electronic board of the United States with the rise in COVID infections. Remember that? See how they said that? Infections. It's not COVID deaths. It says infections. Apparently, the infection rate is rising at a rapid astronomical rate. Head for the hills. The sky is falling. You're all going to die. But except the death rate's not rising as much as the infection rate. Now, he went on to say, too, that hospitals are seeing this increase in hospitalization, and he showed his chart and all that. I haven't seen a lot of stories on that, and I'll be honest with you, I haven't dug into it. Uh, that's not what I really want to talk about. He also stated, he had, he had his board up there, and, uh, you know, red is really bad, apparently. You know, that's where the high increase is infection rates, infection. And then he showed, there's Georgia right there on the map and screen. Georgia's green. It's a lovely green state, by the way, as far as its foliage, because it's just a beautiful state. We've got the mountains here. It's just gorgeous here in Georgia. Uh, but that wasn't why he had it there as green. He had it listed as green on the screen as the only state in the union that had a decrease in COVID infection rates. And you know what he said? He said he doesn't believe those numbers. We, we have doubts about those numbers. Really? You have doubts about those numbers, John? You know what? We have doubts about the election numbers. Dude, let's go have a beer and talk about it. That's great. You have doubts. I have doubts. Can we flesh them out? Yeah. So he has doubts about Georgia's numbers. They're reporting in. They have fewer infection rates. Okay. I live in the state of Georgia. And we're not dying in the streets here, contrary to what people people think. I, I drive by uh, a hospital here, Johns Creek Hospital, which is the city I live in, uh, almost every day. It's a beautiful road. It's on. And I, it's, a, it's a beautiful day. I'll drop the top of the convertible and we'll go driving through that road because it's such a beautiful road. And I never see the, the lines that they're trying to say are in hospitals. I'm not seeing all of the, the ambulances coming, whizzing by with all these COVID patients who are on their last dying breath. I need a ventilator. Give me a ventilator. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm making fun of it. I'm sorry. I mean, it's a very serious disease. It is real. It does exist. You should take precautions. But this scaredemic that they've got going on again, why are they doing it? Let's dig into the numbers and then we'll dig into the whys, right? So if you go into, there's a website that I use called worldmeters.info slash coronavirus. It just gives you the data. It doesn't give you any commentary. It's data. You can take the data and, you know, 
reason it out and think for yourself versus the pundits telling us that, you know, we need to think what they think uh, or think like they think. So here's what the data tells us. So the data, first off, the, um, let's see, I've got it sorted right now by total tests. So total test, what, how many have we had? How do we compare with other nations? That's, that's interesting, right? So, so here's the, the report. I've got it pulled up right now. Let's look at total cases, all right? cases, not, not death rate, total number of cases for COVID. Uh, the USA has more than any other country in the United States, 11,355,784 total cases. The second most is in India at 8.8,043,937. Now we have 331 million 727,000 and some such as a population of India's 1.385 billion. So a lot more, but not as many cases. That's curious, right? New cases have spiked here in the United States, plus 127,654. The world is 475. Now the world has 54,790,000 cases, right? The way we have, by the way, the highest total cases and the highest number of new cases. Italy has the second highest number of new cases at 33,975. Now why is that? Now, before I get into total deaths, let's look at tests, total tests. The United States has tested more people than any other country on the planet. 168,025,335 people have been tested for COVID-19 in the United States. Now, could that be one of the reasons why we've seen a spike? Remember, this is cases. Now, I, you could have it. I could have it right now. I haven't been tested. I could have had it. I thought I had it back in March. I had a weird flu-like it's cold. A lot of people did, but not everyone's tested. Not everyone is excited to getting some, you know, 24 inch Q-tip shoved up their nose. And then, you know, there's the blood test you could do too, which takes more time, but I don't want to go get tested this thing. I feel fine right now. And then there's the whole thing. I get tested today. What if I catch it tomorrow? What, what, what good does that do? But that's, that's beside the point. That's beside the point. So you want to know what country is the second most tested country in the world? Well, that would be China. China at 160 million. It's funny. There's, that's it. There's no other numbers. It's just 1600000000. A 160 million. Do you believe that number? Does anybody, again, if you believe that number, I got a bridge to sell you. Get this one. This one you're going to love. Okay. Total cases. Again, China, 160 million people. Population, by the way, is very large. Over 1.4 billion people. Very large. Total cases. Total cases. This is where it originated. Okay, there, there's no denying it originated in China. Everybody, everybody knows that. Okay, that's, that's canon law, right? I mean, the left can't say, oh, no, it didn't come from China. Although uh, Mayor, or Governor Cuomo tried to say this is European disease one time. No, 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 no. Came out of China, China. So 160 million total test, even straight up number. No 160 million and three, just 160 million. Total cases, 86,338. Do you believe that? Anybody out in the world buying that number? No. Well, I know there's some people on the left that do. They buy it. Hook, line, and sinker. Look at this. Total, 160 million tested. Total deaths in China, 4,634. 
United States, 168,025,335 tested, death rate, death, total deaths, not death rate, total deaths, 251,815. Our deaths per 1 million population in America, 759 to China's three. Does anyone buy China? No. And you know what? The media doesn't either because they're not using these numbers. They're not telling you these numbers. They're not saying, well, China, basically, they're not even saying we've had 168 million, uh, 25,335 tested, and China's had 160 million tested. China has only got, uh, you know, 4,634 deaths to our 251,815 that Trump did because, you know, they blame Trump for everything. So let's go to total, um, let's go to the death rates. And it's tragic. There's no doubt it's tragic. I mean, none of these death rates uh, should be celebrated, should be mocked, should be joked about. It's tragic. I mean, this is a, this is a horrible, a horrible disease. I mean, it, it, the, what I've read about it and what it does to the body, those who get it and really suffer, and the majority don't, by the way, it's a very small percentage. But anyway, so We've had in America 2,000 or 251,115. Brazil is second with 58 million or 5.8 million cases and 165,811 deaths. Their death per 1,000 is 778, ours is 759. So based on population, we aren't as bad as Brazil. India, by the way, is 94. Uh, deaths per 1 million, uh, Mexico 759, UK 764, Italy 748, France 682, Iran 492, Spain uh, 872, Argentina 781, Peru, which has been hit hard, 1,063, Belgium 1,232. So when you start looking at the data in this respect, the United States is at number 10, for the most deaths per capita. And there's a lot of wishy-washy numbers coming in from hospitals that, you know, people died. And there's one famous one in Florida where a person died in a motorcycle crash, had COVID, and it was listed as a COVID death. There's, an, there's a, a report that came out of the CDC that says really 6% of these deaths were attributed solely to COVID-19, and all the others, 94%, they had two and a half other related issues with the death. Like, oh, I don't know, a motorcycle crash. So you can see where the numbers are being manipulated here. It's obvious that the numbers are being manipulated. Anybody buys China's numbers is a damn fool. I mean, seriously. China has, I mean, it's what originated, and we're supposed to believe they were able to control it that much. Yeah. Yeah, this isn't, no, this isn't it. So now what does this lead to? Look at, here is the death rate. And this is important. This is very important. The death rate in the United States, and I know we're talking about death and it's tragedy. If your family is afflicted by this and you had a family member die from COVID-19, my heart breaks for you. And may God rest that person's soul. It's a serious disease and it should be taken seriously, but it shouldn't be to where we all have to go in our house and stay there for four to six weeks. I mean, because it's, the numbers are not there. You, here's the death rate in the United States from COVID right now. If you just take the total number of deaths and divide it into uh, the population, just a raw number, 0. 0.00075. Nine one. Now, I'm, I, and a couple days ago, I said it was 0. 0.0006. 
or I put four zeros. It was three. I messed up. It was 0 0.00651. Now it's 0 0.00075591 is the current death rate for this disease. It's not even a one-tenth. I mean, it's such a small number, according to the population, 99.98% survival rate for this. And the media is giving us a scaredemic again. Now, if you look at the death rate for the United States, and I went up to macrotrends.net and put in the death rate. Uh, in 1968, the death rate in the United States was 9.59% per 1,000, or 9.59, not a percent, I'm sorry, it's a number, 9.594 deaths per every 1,000 people, per 1,000. So for every 1,000 group of people, 9.594 of those people are going to die. That was a death rate in 1968. In 1978, it was 8.849. In 1988, it was 8.952. Then it dropped pretty significantly in 2008. It was 8.124. And then in 2013, 8.159. But you want to get to what it is right now, don't you? You want to hear that number for 2020, 8.88. Yeah. So, and then if you look at a chart, the historical death rate, uh, let's start with 2010. We'll look at 10 years data, the death rate. Uh, and I'll just, 2010, it was, uh, this is per 1,000, right? The death rate per 1,000 in 2010, 8.138 deaths. 2011, 8.14. 2012, 8.152. 2015, 8.369. 2016, 8.475. 2017, it keeps going up. 8.58. 2018, 8.685. It keeps going up. 2019, 8.782. And then currently, 2020, 8.88. Are we to panic over this? And by the way, the death rate growth in 2014, 1.29%. In 2015, 1.27%. 2016, 1.26% growth death rate. 2017, 1.24% growth death rate. 2018, 1.22, it's dropped. 2019, 1.12. So clearly, E, in 2020, the death rate has skyrocketed, right? Because we're all going to die from COVID-19. Nope. The death rate was 1.12%. is 1.12% growth. Same as 2019. And I'm supposed to panic? I'm supposed to panic and shut down my life? And, I mean, this is what – now, why are they doing this? Why is the media doing this? And I'll tell you why. Uh, this is my opinion, by the way, why the media is doing this. The media is doing this because of what's going on with the presidential election. They need to scare you. They need to, one, distract you, and they need to continue to beat COVID over Trump's head so you accept these results. So the media has uh, acquiesced their credibility to the Democratic Party decades ago, a long time ago, by the way, not just recently. It's been going on for decades. And so they now are feeding exactly to you what the Democrat Party needs right now, and that is fear. Because to get you this fear, to feed you with this fear of this pandemic, these deaths, you're going to be more likely to accept 
these results, these presidential results. And you're going to be more likely to accept the fact that you need a mask. Even though Biden cannot, he cannot enact a mask, a nationwide mask mandate. He just can't. It's not possible. Jake Tapper also, he wants to, he wants to put fear in you. Now, um, um, Lori Lightfoot has already, already canceled Thanksgiving in Chicago. So if you live in Chicago, I'm sorry. No thanks for you. You cannot have your turkey. Now you could alone, but, you know, unless you're a Democrat, a politician Democrat, like Gavin Newsom, who went to a birthday party the other day with a bunch of friends and violated his own rule. But that's, you know, if you're a Democrat, it's okay. It's okay. And then Jake Tapper is saying, well, it looks like Christmas is probably not going to be possible. <laughs> really? The, what, the, the tin ear this man has, he literally is talking with um, Fauci and said, Christmas is probably not going to be possible. Well, you don't believe me? Oh, no. Well, remember, because I said, don't buy anything I say unless you know it to be true. Or you verify it yourself. So I'll tell you what, I'll help you with the verification process and I'll play you the clip. Here it is happening. We've got to get the vaccine. It's got to be deployed and we can't abandon fundamental public health measures. You can approach a degree of normality while still doing some fundamental public health things that synergize with the vaccine to get us back to normal. So not until the second or third quarter of 2021, though. Christmas is probably not going to be possible. Yeah, I'm well. So, yeah, that was Jake Tapper saying Christmas is and probably not going to be possible. Way to go, Jake. Way to go. Christmas. Christmas, Jake. Christmas. Is, how, can, how can this guy? I mean, he's a freaking pundit on TV. He's paid a lot of money. Who cares? I mean, I have learned no matter how much money somebody's paid, they still can be a bonehead moron. I mean, how do you make a Christmas is not probably possible? Jake is buying way too much of his own press clippings and thinking he has way too much sway over his audience. Anybody else? Christmas is not going to be possible. Christmas will be possible, Jake. In fact, Christmas will absolutely happen as well as Thanksgiving. Oh, these people, I tell you what, they're driving me crazy. The media, how, I mean, so the media is now, they want you scared. They want you scared to wear these stupid masks. They want you scared to even have people over to your house for Thanksgiving. They want you scared to even have Christmas. I mean, Christmas is not going to be possible for a lot of people because they're locked in their homes because they don't have any money because their job's gone. Christmas is not going to be possible. And then they're, going, they're talking about another lockdown. Uh, Mayor Whitmer, Whitlessmer of Michigan, is already talking about a lockdown. Uh, the mayor of Illinois, I think, or the, the governor of, this governor of uh, Michigan, I'm sorry, not mayor. And the governor, I believe it was Illinois, also talking about the same thing. I mean, this is maddening. I mean, when is this all going to end? How long, how much longer are we are, are going to put up with this? I mean, yeah, it's, uh, let's see, Governor Mike DeWine will attempt to shut Ohio, not uh, Illinois, Ohio down for a second time, sources say, time limit will be for the six weeks. That, by the way, is from my good friend, Anthony Jacobs over there at Free Eagle News, by the way. Do check out his Facebook page, facebook.com slash free eagle news, as well as mine, facebook.com slash politics and brown liquor. But that's this is what they're trying to do right now. They are trying to scare you so you will buy, you will acquiesce and you will give in and you won't question it. You'll just say, yes, ma'am, they may have another. Because this is what the media has been doing. They, it, it's 
It's the frog, the boiling frog syndrome. Have you ever heard of the boiling frog syndrome? The, uh, I tell you what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play a clip for you. And this is exactly what the media is doing. It's the boiling frog syndrome through and through. They're boiling you just enough to the point where you, you won't even know what happened. And you all of a sudden believe all this crap. Listen to this. And if you're watching this on a YouTube, Watch this clip of the boiling frog syndrome. A frog is a cold-blooded animal, and humans are warm-blooded, so our body burns energy or perspires to maintain the same 98.6 degrees. The cold-blooded frog's body temperature goes up and down with the temperature of its surroundings. Although frogs love water, when I hold it over this pot of boiling water, this frog is very uncomfortable and climbs to get away from it. Now the water in this pot is room temperature, 69.4 degrees, so he's comfortable when I put him in. If I turn the burner on low flame, his body temperature will adjust and slowly he will heat up with the water. The water temperature has risen to 80 degrees and the frog is the same temperature and still comfortable. If I turn up the burner slowly again, he won't notice because he'll continue to change to be the same as his surroundings. When we started, I held the frog over the first pot of boiling water. He was uncomfortable and he tried to get away from the heat. But now, because we're raising the temperature slowly, he doesn't recognize the danger he's in. He just keeps going along with the changes in his surroundings. Eventually, we can turn up the burner to a deadly boil. He will just keep trying to adjust with it. By the time he realizes it's killing him, it's too late. He won't notice in time because he just keeps changing himself to go along with the changes in his surroundings. And don't worry, no frogs were harmed in the making of that video. They show it at the end of it. They had a stunt frog in there, a prop frog. But are you the boiling frog? Are we the boiling frog? Is the media the water? And if we are, why? I mean, what, what, what's the ultimate agenda? But let's talk about how the media manipulates us because the media is the problem in our country right now. The media is the ones that we, a lot of people rely on for their information. But the media is not our friend. The media has got us, we're the frog and the media is the boiling water. And they are turning up, they were turning up the heat and we're accepting it. See, they want us to accept these election results. They want you to accept it without question. They want you just to be the frog. Let us turn up the heat. You're fine with it because it's, now it's, it's so crazy that, you know, you're, you're not going to question it. It's just too crazy to question. And then, of course, you know, the pandemic, again, is turning up the heat. The media is manipulating you into being the frog. You don't want to be the boiling frog. Now, what's the ultimate goal here? What is happening to our country? And this is where I'm going to get a little kooky on you. Yeah, I am. Uh, I, I believe that this is all leading to, uh, well, you know, before I do that, let's talk about media manipulation. Uh, this is from a site called Exploring Your Mind. Media manipulation, 10 strategies the media uses to manipulate us. Uh, let's Distraction is one of them. The strategy of distracting, consistent, of deviating the public's attention from important issues. Now, they've distracted us on COVID. They're not telling us the real story. They're distracting you by saying infection rates, 
they're not distracting you by telling you, well, you know, the death rate is 0.007591. They're not telling you that. They're not telling you any, you know, they're not comparing us to other countries via population. They're distracting you by giving you misinformation. Uh, and then gradualism. Gradualism manipulates the people by getting them to accept socially unjust decisions, you know, such as that Biden won the election. They want us to just believe it. And they go so far to us to buy this that uh, they, they coordinate. I'm going to show you something here in a minute. Well, in a minute, in a minute. Let me do this first. Deferring. Another strategy Tim Smith includes in media manipulation is that of presenting unpopular decisions as necessary for a better future or for our own good or to protect our democracy. Treating people like children is another method. The more the media wants to manipulate the public, the more they will talk to the public like they are children. Sugar-coated arguments, characters, and annotations are used as if the people were too weak or immature to handle the truth. The goal is also a submissive, docile reaction. The idea is to keep the people from thinking critically like adults. See, they hold information. Appealing to emotions, they do it all the time. Emotional appeals are much more powerful than sterile, purely objective ones. The media knows it, and so they appeal to the public's emotions, keeping the public ignorant and mediocre. Mm -hmm. According to Tim Sitt, the media prefers an ignorant, uncultured public. Keeping them isolated from knowledge makes them easier to manipulate. It also keeps insubordination and rebellion away. Information is power. And that's what a lot of us are having now. We have the power because we got the information. We're not relying on the media. There are a lot of other sites. There are a lot of other talking heads where we can get information from. And the media no longer has a lock on everybody, but they still have a lock on a lot of people. Encouraging people to contribute to mediocrity. Uh, this point and the previous one are very similar. The, and this one is one of the more subtle strategies of media manipulation. Do the shows offered on TV match what the general public wants, or are they imposed on us by the media? Yeah. Uh, Self-blame. At the same time that the media is encouraging our ignorance, they're also making us believe that we're the only ones responsible for our misfortunes. It's our fault Donald Trump got elected. It's our fault that, you know, Donald, remember all the lists the media is talking about putting us on because of our support for Donald Trump? So they're blaming us. And they want us to start going, well, shoot, did I make a mistake? So in order to exert control over someone, you need to know them. So they want complete knowledge of the public, and they do this through the algorithms, right? Unfortunately, our modern oligarchies have taken care of this perfectly. Uh, for Tim Sitt, psychological, social, and technological advances now allow large companies to know everything about every single individual. The algorithm. We're all in it. Life is not a matrix. Life is not the matrix, it's an algorithm. It's on a coffee cup on my shop, by the way. So you could see where the media manipulates us. And now look at this. You know, you're going, E, this is crazy. The media, they're not coordinating. They're not doing this together. You got CBS, NBC, you know, CNN, they're all separate entities. Do you know there are only five companies that control all the, the large major medias? There are five companies. Let's see, Time Warner, um, Disney. Uh, the Murdochs with their Fox News Corporation. Uh, and, uh, you know, I forget, drawn up, Viacom is another one. There are five companies that control the media. 
but look at this. And this actually is from uh, James Woods. He tweeted this out the other day. And I think this sums up the media perfectly. If you're watching this on YouTube, you see how they put it together. So if you're listening, try to try to catch the similarities and all what you're hearing is different media outlets saying the same thing. Take a listen. Hi, I'm Fox San Antonio's Jessica Headley. And I'm Ryan Wolf. Our, our greatest, greatest responsibility, responsibility is, is to, to serve, serve our, our Treasure Valley communities. The El Paso, Las Cruces communities. Eastern Iowa communities. Mid-Michigan communities. We are extremely proud of the quality, balanced journalism that CBS4 News produces. But we, we are concerned, concerned about trouble and trying to be responsible. One-sided news stories plaguing our country. Plaguing our country. The sharing of biased and false news has become all too common on social media. Moral alarming. Some media outlets publish these same fake stories without checking facts first. The sharing of biased and false, false news has, has become, become all too common, common on, on social, social media. media. More alarming. Some this is extremely dangerous to our democracy. 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 I mean, look at that. If that doesn't just tell you now, again, if you're listening to this, that those were primarily local affiliates of CBS, NBC, Fox, all across the brands, right? Separate entities, separate uh, IN, um, you know, business um, ID numbers and all that, and all of them saying the same thing. All of them. They're, I mean. It's this is a danger to our democracy. It goes to the one of the points I mentioned in the ten ways that media uh, manipulates you. Differing, another strategy Tim said includes in media manipulation is that of presenting unpopular decisions as necessary for a better future, or for our own good, or dangerous to our democracy. At this point in time, these are not journalists. These are paid actors reading a script. Now, where I'm curious is, and I don't have the answer, where do they get the script? Who's doing it? Who, who is the one? Who, what entity is giving them a script? So if you know this, if you have any insight of this, shoot me an email, thepblpodcast at gmail.com. If you've got maybe, uh, you know, you want to sh- whistleblow, you don't want to be a whistleblower. You can if you want to in this show as well, and I'll protect your, uh, your privacy. But if you have some insight and you're inside the media and you know where the script is coming from, drop me a line. Because obviously, they're all reading from the same script. It's just painfully obvious. So, but why? Why are they doing this? That's the key question. Now, my belief, by the way, Again, this is where 
I'm gonna put on my uh, my tin hat, my tinfoil hat, my conspiracy theorist. Is uh, was it Joseph Stalin or was it Lenin that said the best way to uh, destroy America is was from in, from within, um, or was it Khrushchev? It was one of the Russian leaders that stated the way that we are going to destroy America is from within. And I believe, and I'm hesitant to say this, but over the last course of the year, I've come more and more to believe this, that this is the plan to overthrow America and turn us into a communist nation. This is the communist plan. It's been talked about for generations, and they are in it for the long game. There was an article that I read recently about I was, when I was doing some research on this media manipulation, and it was from a group called The Conversation. So theconversation.com, something caught my eye about cognitive bias, which I've reported on this show before, where cognitive bias is we believe what we want to believe, and when we find something that aligns with our beliefs, we kind of glom onto it. And I really challenge each and every one of you to resist that. If you, find, if you have a belief, let's say you believe Donald Trump won, and you see Sidney Powell say, uh, we have evidence that's going to turn over several states. Well, you want to flesh that out. You want to research it, and you want to dig and poke, and you want to make sure that what she's talking about is real. You want, don't just take things at face value. That's cognitive bias. So I went on this, the conversation and was starting to, you know, I found this article and it was making some sense, but then something was wrong with the conversation. And then I saw this article where they were bashing Trump. Of course, they're bashing Trump because that's what they all do. And then the picture they showed, they showed a picture of New York. And the article was basically that New Yorkers don't like Trump anymore. So they showed a picture of New York. And in the picture was a sign. And the sign is, you know, get rid of Trump and Pence. And it was a, like a yellow orange sign and it looked familiar to me. And it's a picture from a group called um, refusefascism.org. And I've talked about refusefascism.org before on the show. And refusefascism.org is a communist, is a front for the Revolutionary Communist Party. The Revolutionary Communist Party, based out of New York, by the way, created, started a wing, a, a, a separate wing of, from them, a platform that, from the Revolutionary Communist Party called RefuseFascism.org. Who, who doesn't want to refuse fascism? I do. I want to refuse fascism. And there's been some reports that these guys are the ones that kind of helped lead and funnel some money to Antifa, anti-fascist. Who's anti I'm anti-fascist. But you see, if you know your history and you go back into the 30s, in the 40s, Mussolini, who was a fascist, hated communists. And the communists hated fascism. The Russians hated Mussolini, hated Hitler because he was a fascist. He wasn't a communist. They don't think he went far enough. See, the communists are leading this anti-fascist movement in the United States. And proof of the pudding is uh, refusefascism.org. They're a front. They're, they're, they're a, a direct uh, affiliate of the Revolutionary Communist Party here in the United States. And this conversation had a photo uh, on their article bashing Trump of New York with their signs all over the place. And they did have an article I'm looking at here that headline is, the matrix is already here. Social media promised to connect us, but left us isolated, scared, and tribal. And social media, by the way, the algorithms are controlling our lives. Life is an algorithm. It's not the matrix. It's not. The matrix doesn't exist. That was a movie. It was a half-ass movie. Wasn't that great? Uh, entertaining. If you want to take it as a popcorn movie, uh, people started thinking, oh, Lights of the Matrix. No, 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 no. The real 
the real scare is the algorithm. The algorithm is what suppresses conservative voices. The algorithm is what knows you're looking at on your media site. And by the way, going back to the conversation, you know what they are? It's a group of left-wing college professors that got together to right wrongs in the media. If you go to their about page or the Who We Are page, um, the conversation is a nonprofit independent news organization dedicated to unlocking the knowledge of experts for the public good. Doesn't that sound like, you know, a little familiar, you know, from each his own according to his ability, the public good? Uh, we publish trustworthy and informative articles written by academic experts for the general public and edited by our team of journalists. They're a bunch of college professors. See, this is, this is them boiling the frog. See, they mask it. They, they put this, this cloak of we're college professors, we're academics, we're smart. And we, want it, we, we, we have the real news for you. Trump is a bad man. New York rejects him. Just look at all these pitch, people in this picture. Disregard that sign over there from refusefascism.org. Hey, buddy, how you doing? That's John. I know John. He's been over for wine and cheese quite often. And he holds that refusefascism.org sign very well. It's a nice sign, by the way. It's not one of the handwritten ones. So this is what the media is doing. This is what is going on in our nation. But the question again is why? I do believe this is all part of the plan, communist plan, to overthrow America from within. No, 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 it sounds crazy, but hear me out. This is the boiling frog thing all over. This is, this is, we, they are taking us as frogs, putting us in the water, turning up the heat just a little bit at a time until we all just, oh, this is normal. It's hot in here. This is just normal. Oh, the government's going to provide for me. It's just normal. Well, it, would be, it, would be, it wouldn't be normal at all if the government didn't provide for me. I shouldn't have to provide for myself. The government should. Can you say stimulus plan? Here's the communist plan, by the way. Uh, and this is an article from Canada Free Press. Again, our foreign news. It's been out for a while. I think I referred to it a while. It was March 4th, 2020 is when this was released. The communist plan to overthrow America from within. In his best-selling book, The Naked Communist, former FBI special agent W. Klein, uh Skousen, I think is how you say it, revealed the 45 communist goals to overthrow America, uh, not by a form invasion, but via stealth infiltration and deception carried out by American citizens who have quite move to the side of the hammer and sickle. As you read the following partial list of those goals, ask yourself which political party most closely aligns itself with these profoundly un-American objections. Here's a bullet. Here's a small list of the 45. Eliminate prayer and any expression of religion in schools. Hmm, sounds familiar. Eliminate churches and replace true religion with social religion. Discredit the U.S. Constitution and America's founding fathers. Infiltrate, and by the way, that goes to the Electoral College, right? They, people want to get rid of the Electoral College. They want majority rules, you know, two wolves and a sheep deciding what's for dinner. Um, infiltrate and gain control of the labor union movement. Check, they got that. Infiltrate and gain control of teachers associations. Check, they got that. Use schools as transmission belts for socialist indoctrination. Check, they got that. Uh, break down traditional cultural standards. Discredit the family as an institution. Go to Black, go to Black Lives Matters. That's what they, that's what was on their website. They since scrubbed it, but their goal was, to, their goal was to uh, eliminate the nuclear family. 
infiltrate and gain control of the press, radio, TV, and the entertainment industry. Mm -hmm. Use the courts to weaken basic American institutions. Promote the UN as the only hope for mankind. Demand that it be set up as a one-world government. And lastly, on this list, infiltrate and gain control of one or both political parties. So you tell me, all this that's going on right now, the media lies to you. And look at that clip I just played for you, the narrative that they are wanted to give you, that everything that you're questioning right now, you're questioning this election, and the media is accusing you of damaging our democracy. No, we are not damaging our democracy. By us challenging this election and by us pushing, we are actually strengthening our constitutional republic. The media out and out lies. And, more, and, I'm, and I, I don't mean to get all kooky, but this is the ultimate goal of the Communist Party is to destroy us from within, not from firing a shot. And that's the famous quote. And it was Nikita Khrushchev. He said, we will take America without firing a shot. We do not have to invade the U.S. We will destroy you from within. Ladies and gentlemen, we do not want to be the boiling frog. Get out of the water. And most of you have. Most of you have gotten out of the water. And most of you refuse to be boiled to death, boiled into communism. One last thing, one last uh, topic point here, and then we'll wrap up this segment of the PBL podcast. Uh, I was having a debate with a young person, a kid, and he was a kid. I think he was just either... I think he was 12th grade in high school. And this is back in, t I was in TikTok. I've been banned from TikTok for calling Robert Reich a fascist, which he is a fascist. So anyway, I carry it with a badge of honor. And this kid out and out just said he wants communism. And so I was challenging him. And I was asking him, where has it ever worked? And he says, it's, it's not because the right, he was one of those kids, he's a kid. This is what's scary. He said, the right person hasn't done it yet. You know that argument, right? You've heard that. The right person hasn't implemented communism yet, as if there is such a person. And he said, in the future, they tried it too fast. That's why they had to kill everybody. If they, they needed to do it slower, meaning incremental steps, like first, socialism. Remember? This, he was basically admitting socialism is the gateway to communism. Remember, a lot of people say that. So he said, no, we're going to do socialism light first. Not like in Venezuela. They went too fast. And that's why all those people died. We gotta do it slower. And so I asked him, I go, hey, I want to, I want to have um, a nice car under your communist rule. Can I have that? Well, a car will be provided. Everything will be provided. But no, I don't want, a, I don't want just any car. I want a nice car. Uh, let's say a 1979 450SL. Can I have that? Well, your car will be provided. I go, I understand that. But I want a nice car. I, or not, not that the car you're going to provide me for the state is not nice, but I specifically want a 1979 450SL. Can I have that under communism? Well, everything will be provided, but, uh, but I want that. No. And then I said, well, what about um, I, I, I want to live in a high rise on the top floor on the corner uh, with a nice view. Well, no, 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 no. There will be no high rises because that, there won't be as many uh, places to live. I go, what? excuse me, in a high rise? Oh, no, no, I'm wrong about that. He said that he admitted he was wrong. There will be more. I go, okay, great. So in this high rise, I want to live on the top floor on the corner with, with you know, over with or maybe a nice view. 
Can I have that? Oh, well, you'll be provided a place to live. I go, I understand that, but I want to be on the corner of the high rise on the top floor. Even if it's a city view, I'm good. If it's a woods, I'm good, but I want that. Can I have that? And he's like, well, you know, everything will be provided. I go, I understand everything will be provided, but can I have that? And that, ladies and gentlemen, is right why communism has never worked. It hasn't, it's not because it hasn't been implemented correctly. It's because human nature, we have desires, we have wants. And he goes on, no, you can have a, you know, you just want a nice car. I go, I do want a nice car. And I have that car, by the way. I do own a 1979 450th sale under communism. I could not own that car. I would never have been able to acquire that car. And it didn't cost a lot, but I would have never been able to acquire it. Because you know why? Other people would have wanted that car. And they... And the state would have provided them that car because they were more equal. Because you remember, all animals are equal, but some animals are more equal than others. That is where we're going. And I won't belabor this pony anymore, but this is the fear I have with the Democratic Party. Now, fortunately, right now, the Democrat Party, uh, if Biden is able to keep his president-elect, um, they won't have any power if the Republicans control the Senate. But the Democrat Party, make, make no mistake, the Democrat Party and the media want control. They want power. That's what communism is. It's power. It's the state having power over you. You know, take away the communist label if that makes it easier for you, but it's the state having total control and power over you where they get to tell you where to go, what, where to, where, where you're gonna, what you're going to do as far as a job, where you're going to live what you're going to have, unless, of course, you're more equal than others. Don't be the frog. Let's get out of the water. Uh, please do, if, if you are in the state of Georgia, please make sure that you do support our two candidates. And if you are outside of the state of Georgia, David Perdue, Kelly Loeffler, I know their websites are easy to find. If you want to support them in any way, it's, it, to me, it's that important uh, that these two get elected to the Senate because that's the stop. That's the gate right there. Uh, if, if, the Democrats get control of the Senate. All bets are off. Anyway, thank you for listening to this segment of the PBL podcast. A lot of information, a lot of fun, and uh, pretty damn scary. But don't be the frog. Don't be the frog. Thank you again for listening to Politics and Brown Liquor.